Welcome to another episode of the Dead Serial Podcast. I'm your host, LJ. On this micro episode of the podcast, I'm sharing an interview on the Pierre Burton Show from 1971 with Bruce Lee. It's not too long. I hope you give it a listen. I'll have a short outro, and I'll see you on the other side. Well, how can you play in Mandarin movies if you don't even speak Mandarin? How do you do that? Well, first of all, I speak only Cantonese. Yeah. So, I mean, there is quite a different as far as pronunciation and things like that go. So somebody else's voice is used, right? Definitely, you? definitely. You just make the words. Was it, doesn't that sound strange when you go to the movies, especially in, in Hong Kong, in your own town, and you see yourself with somebody else's voice? Well, not really, you see, because most of the Mandarin pictures done here are dubbed anyway. They're dubbed anyway? Anyway. I mean, disregard. I mean, they shoot without sound. <laughs> So it doesn't, you know, make any difference. Your lips never quite make the right words, do they? Uh, the, yeah, well, well, that's where the difficulty lies, you see. I mean, in order to, because the Cantonese have a different way of saying things, you know, I mean, different from the Mandarin. Yeah. So I have to find, like, something similar to that and keep a kind of a feeling going behind that. Something that matching the Mandarin deal. But I gather in the, in the movies made here, the dialogue is pretty stilted anyway. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, uh, see, to me, a motion picture is motion. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you got to keep the dialogue down to the minimum. Did you go to, did you look at many Mandarin movies before you started uh, playing yes, in the first one? Yes, yes, What did you think of them when you saw them? Quality-wise, I mean, I have to admit yeah. that it's not quite up to the standard. However... It is growing, and it is getting higher and higher, and going to toward that standard, that what I would term quality. They say the secret of your success in that movie, uh, The Big Boss, which yeah. was such a success here, and rocketed you to stardom in Asia, was that you did your own fighting. Uh, as an expert in the, the various martial arts mm -hmm. in China, what did you think of the fighting that you saw in the movies that you studied before you became a star? Well, I mean, definitely in the beginning, I had no intention uh, or, or whatsoever that what I what I was practicing and what I'm still practicing now would lead to this yeah, <laughs> to begin with. Uh, but martial art has a very, very deep meaning as far as my life is concerned, because uh, as an actor, as a martial artist, as a human being, all these I have learned from martial art. Maybe for our audience who doesn't know what it means, you might explain exactly right. what you mean right. by martial art. Right. Uh, martial art include all the combative arts like karate or judo. karate, judo, Chinese kung fu or Chinese boxing, whatever you call it. Uh, all those. You see like Aikido, Korean, I can go on and on and on. But it's a combative form of fighting. I mean, it's not... Some of them became sport, but... Some of them are still not. I mean, they're used, for instance, kicking to the groin, jabbing fingers at the eyes, and things like that. No wonder you're successful in it. <laughs> Chinese movies are full of this kind of action anyway. They needed a guy like you could... Violence, man. <laughs> so you didn't have to use a double when you moved into the motion picture no, no. world here. You did it all yourself. Right. Can you break five or six uh, pieces of wood with your hand or your foot? I'll probably break my hand and foot. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me a little bit... Uh, you set up a school in Hollywood, didn't you, for people like yes. uh, James Garner and Steve McQueen and the others? Yes. 
Why would they want to learn Chinese martial arts? Because of a movie role? Not really. I mean, uh, most of them, you see, uh, to me, uh, at least the way that when, I mean, when I teach it, all type of knowledge ultimately means self-knowledge. Mm -hmm. So therefore, they are coming in to, I mean, for, and ask me to teach them not so much of how to defend themselves or how to do somebody in, rather, they want to learn to express themselves through some movement, be it anger, be it uh, determination, or whatsoever. So in other words, what I'm saying, therefore, is that he is paying me to show him, in combative form, the art of expressing the human body. Which is acting, in a sense, isn't it? Well... Or it would be useful, too, for an actor to have it's, I mean, I might, it, it might sound too philosophical, but it's an acting, acting, or acting, unacting. If you... You've lost me. <laughs> I have. Boxing. How does it differ from, say, our kind of boxing? Well, first, we use the feet. Uh-huh. That's, that's And then start. we use the elbow. And... <laughs> use the thumb, too. <laughs> you name it, man. We you use it all. <laughs> you have to, you see, because, I mean, that is the expression of the human body. I mean, the... Everything, I mean, you know, not just a hand. And when you're talking about combat, well, I mean, if, if, it, if it is a sport, now now you're talking about something else. You have regulations, you have rules. But when you're talking about fighting as it is, no rules. with no rules, real fighting. well, then, baby, you better train every part of your body. And when you do punch, now I'm leaning forward a little bit, yeah. hoping not to hurt any camera angle, I mean, you got to put the whole hip into it and snap it and get all your energy in there and make this into a weapon. I don't want to tangle you in any dark <laughs> that right now. You, but you anyway. came at me pretty fast there. What is the difference between Chinese boxing and what we see these young men doing at 8 o'clock every morning on the rooftops uh -huh. in the parks called shadow boxing, which they're always... Well, actually, you see, that is part of Chinese boxing. Yes. There are so many schools. Everybody schools. here seems to be, you know, going like this all the time. <laughs> Well, that's good. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm very shape? glad. I'm very glad to see that because at least somebody is caring for their own body, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a good sign. Well, it's a kind of a slow form of exercise, which is called Tai Chi Chuan. Uh -huh. I'm speaking Mandarin just now. Yeah. Cantonese Tai Chi Chuan. Okay. And uh, it's more of an exercise for the elderly. Not so much for the Give me young. a demonstration. Show me. Can you do a little bit of it? Just I mean, but hand-wise, it's very slow. Oh, is it? And you push it out, but all the time you are keeping the continuity going. Bending, stretching, everything. You know, suppose, you know, I mean, you, you just keep it moving. It's like a ballet dancer there. Yeah, it is. I mean, to, to them, you see, the idea is running water never grows stale. So you got to just keep on flowing. Of all your students, famous, James Garner, Steve McQueen, Lee Marvin, James Coburn, Roman Polanski, which was the best, who, who adapted best to this oriental form of exercise and defense? Well, um, depending, okay? Now, as a fighter, Steve, Steve McQueen, now, he is good in that department because that son of a gun got the toughness in him. Yeah. I mean, see it on the screen. He, I mean, he would say, all right, baby, here I am, man. Mm -hmm. You know, and he'll do it. Yeah. Now, James Colburn is a peace-loving man. I met him. 
right? I mean, yeah. you've met him. I mean, he's really, really nice. I mean, yeah. super mellow and all that. Yeah, I mean, is. you know, I mean, now he appreciates the philosophical part of it. Therefore, his understanding of it is deeper than Steve. So it's really hard to say. You see what I'm saying yeah. now? I see. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's different. So, so that's, I mean, depending on what you, what you see in it. Interesting that you, uh, we don't, in our world, and haven't since the days of the Greeks who did, combined philosophy and art with sport. But quite clearly, the Oriental attitudes of the three are facets of the same things. Man, listen, you see, really, to me, okay, to me, ultimately, martial art means honestly expressing yourself. Now, it is very difficult to do. I mean, it, it is easy for me to put on a show and be cocky yeah. and be flooded with a cocky feeling and then yeah. feel like pretty cool and all that. Or I can f make all kinds of phony things, you see what I mean? Blinded by it. Or I can show you some f really fancy movement. But to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly, not that, my friend, is very hard to do and you have to train you have to keep your reflexes so that when you want it it's there when you want to move you're moving and when you move you are determined to move not taking one inch not anything less than that if i want to punch i'm gonna do it man and i'm gonna do it you see so i mean so that is the type of thing you have to train yourself into it to become one with the you think yeah this is very unwestern this attitude I've been talking to Bruce Lee mainly about the Chinese martial arts, which include things like Chinese boxing, karate, and judo, which is what he taught when he was in Hollywood. After he left the University of Washington, where he studied, of all things, philosophy, if you can believe that. <laughs> he did, but that, uh, perhaps you understand why he, the two go together from the first half of this program. And you can perhaps understand how he got into films. He knew a lot of actors, but I am told the big break when you played in long street uh, i must ah, tell the audience that uh, bruce lee had a bit part or a, a supporting role in, in in the long street series and this had an enormous effect on the audience what was it well you see um the w title of that ep that particular episode of long street is called the way of the intercepting fist now i think the successful ingredient in it was because I was being Bruce Lee. Yourself. Myself, right. And did that part, just express myself, like I say, honestly express myself at that time. And I, because of that, I, I brought, you know, favorable mentioning in, like, New York Times, uh, which says, like, the Chinaman, uh, who incidentally came off uh, quite convincingly enough to earn himself a television series and so on and so on and so forth. And Can you remember the lines by uh, Sterling Sullivan to the key lines? He's one of my students, you know. That. Was he too? Yes. <laughs> Everybody is your student. But you read, there were some lines that expressed your philosophy. I don't know if you remember them or not. Oh, you? I remember that. I That's said, here. this is what it is, okay? You're talking to Longstreet, played by James Francesca. I said, empty your mind. Be formless. Shapeless like water now you put water into a cup it becomes the cup you put water into a bottle it becomes the bottle you put in a teapot it becomes the teapot now water can flow or it can crash be water my friend
like that, you see? Oh, I see. I get the idea. Uh -huh. I, I get the, the power behind it. So, now, uh, two things have happened. First, there's a pretty good chance that you'll get a TV series in the States called The Warriors, in which you use, what, the martial arts uh, well, in a Western setting? Uh, that was the original idea. Now, yeah. Paramount, you know, I did Longstreet yeah. for Paramount, and Paramount wants me to be in a television series. On the other hand, Warner Brother wants me to be in another one, but both of them, I think, they want me to be in a modernized type of a thing. And they think that Western idea is out. Whereas but you would I use, want... You want to do the Western idea? I want, because you see, I mean, how else can you justify all these punching and kicking and violence yeah. except in the period of the West? I mean, in, the, in nowadays, I mean, you don't go around on the street kicking people or punching people. Because if you do... Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't care how good you are, you know. But this is true also of the Chinese dramas, which are mainly costume dramas. They're all full of blood and gore over here. You oh, know? you mean here? Yeah. yeah. Well, unfor unfortunately, you see, uh, uh, I hope that the picture I am in would either explain why the violence was done, whether right or wrong or whatnot, but unfortunately... <laughs> pictures, most of them here, are done mainly just for the sake of violence. You know what I mean? Like, you know, fighting for 30 minutes, get stabbed 50 times. And but I'm fascinated. Uh, well, let me I give just... me your microphone back. <laughs> I'm fascinated that you came back... Uh, I am a martial artist. You came back to Hong Kong on the verge of success in Hollywood and full of it, and suddenly, on the strength of one picture, you become a superstar. Everybody knows you. You have to take... You have to change your phone number. You get mobbed in the streets. Uh, now, what are you going to do? Are you going to are, are you going to be able to live in both worlds? Are you going to be a superstar here, or, or one in the states, or both? Well, let me say this. First of all, uh, uh, the word superstar really turned me off, and I'll tell you why. Because the word star, man, is an illusion. It's something what the public calls you. You should look upon oneself as an actor, man. I mean, you would be very pleased if somebody say, hey, man, you are a super actor. It is much better than, you know, superstar. Yeah, Therefore, you've I got think, to admit that you are a superstar. You're not going to, if you're going to give me the truth. I am, now, I'm honestly saying this, okay? Yes, I have been very successful, Yeah. okay? But I, I mean, I think the word star is, is I mean, I, I do not look upon myself as a star. I, I really don't, I mean... Believe me, man, yeah. when I say it. I mean, I'm not saying it because... I'll what are you going to do? Let's get back to the question. Okay. <laughs> are you going to stay in Hong Kong and be famous? Or are you going to go to the United States and be famous? Or are you going to try and eat I'm, your cake and have it too? I am going to do both. Because, yeah. you see, I have already made up my mind that in the United States, I think something about the Oriental, the, I mean, the true Oriental should be shown. Hollywood sure as heck hasn't. You better believe it, man. I mean, it's always that pigtail and bouncing around, chop-chop, you know, with the eye slant and all that. And I think that's very, very out of Is it true that you were, the first uh, job you had was being cast as Charlie Chan's number one son? Yeah, boy? number one son, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they, they never made a movie. No, 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 no. They were going to make it into, like, a new Chinese James Bond type of a oh, thing. Now that, you know, the old man Chan is yeah. dead, Charlie is dead, and his son oh, is carrying on. But they didn't do that. Batman came along, you see, because, oh, and then everything was started to be going into that 
you know, that kind of art, you know, which you're in. But is I it? Mean, by the way, I did a really terrible job in that. I have to say. Really, you didn't oh, like yourself. Oh, I didn't see it. Let me ask you, however, about the the problems that you face as a Chinese hero in an American series. Have people come up in the industry and said, "Well, we don't know how the audience are going to take a non-American." Well, such question has been raised. In fact, it is, it is, it is being discussed, and that is why the warrior is probably is not going to be on. I see. You see, because uh, unfortunately, uh, such thing does exist in this world. You see, like I don't know, certain part of the country, right? Where like they think that business-wise, it's a risk, and I don't blame them, and I don't blame them. I mean, in the same way, it's like in Hong Kong, if a foreigner come and be and became a star, if I were the uh, uh, the uh, the uh, man, the man with the money, I probably would have my own worry of whether or not the acceptance would be there. But that's all right because if you if you honestly express yourself, it doesn't matter. See? Are you? Uh, how about the other side of the coin? Is it possible that you are? I mean, you're fairly hip and fairly Americanized. Are you too Western uh, for Oriental audiences? Do you think? Uh, the old man, like <laughs> how? <laughs> I have been. Yeah. I have been criticized for that. You have. Eh? Oh, yes, I would think definitely. So. Uh, well, let me say this: when I do the Chinese film, I'll try my best not. To be as American as I, you know, have been adjust to for the last 12 years in the states, and but when I go back to the states, it seems to be the other way around. You know You're what I mean? Too exotic, eh? Yeah, man. I mean, they're trying to get me to do too many things that are really for the sake of being exotic. You, you, you understand what I'm trying to oh, say? Oh, sure. <laughs> so it's really, I mean. It's when you live in both worlds, you, there's, it brings us problems as well as advantages, and you've got both. Let me ask you whether the change in attitude on the part of the Nixon administration towards China has helped your chances of starring <laughs> in an American TV series. Well, first of all, this happened before that. Yeah. But I do think that things of Chinese will be quite interesting for the next few years. I mean, not that I'm politically, you know, inclining toward anything. You no, know, I understand, understand that. I'm just wondering. But I mean, I mean, once the opening of, 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 of China, you know, I mean, that it will bring more understanding. Yeah. More things that are, hey, like different, you know, and maybe in the contrast of comparison, some new thing might grow. So therefore, I mean, it's a very rich period to be in. I mean, like if I were born, let's say, uh, 40 years ago. Yeah. If I have a thought in my mind, I said, boy, I'm going to star in a movie or star in a television series in America. Well, that might be a vague dream, but I think right now, maybe. You still think of yourself Chinese or do you ever think of yourself as North American? You, you, you know what I want to think of myself as a human being, because I mean I don't want to sounds like you know as Confucius say, but under the sky, under the heaven, man, there is but one family. It just so happened, man, that people are different.
I tried to edit out as little as possible from that original interview, uh, mainly just commercial break announcements and welcome backs. It was filmed in Hong Kong, so when Bruce Lee and the host are discussing here versus there, they're basically comparing Eastern culture to Western culture or China to the United States. Uh, I really liked Bruce Lee defining martial arts and Tai Chi. Uh, him talking about training old school actors, Stephen Queen, James Coburn. Come on, you can't go wrong. Uh, he breaks into philosophy a little bit there, which I really liked. And it was really interesting for me to hear from Bruce Lee's perspective, uh, him talking about his project, The Warrior, which I believe became Kung Fu with David Carradine. I could be wrong, uh, but I really don't think I am. I'm pretty sure that was Kung Fu. Uh, anyways, if you know that story on how David Carradine replaced Bruce Lee, took over the project, they changed the name, etc. Basically bullshit. Uh, aside from that, The Warrior is being adapted for Cinemax. Uh, it's now under the working title Warrior, but it is based off of Bruce Lee's original idea. And outside of that, the closing of Bruce Lee and how he chooses to whether identify as Chinese or American and he kind of pokes fun at himself but I have to agree under the heaven there is but one family and uh, I don't know why it sings to me I love it I've got one maybe two episodes left for this season going to be focusing on uh, future projects for dead cereal I appreciate you guys tuning in we'll see you next time